This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm with you every week talking about sports psychology, the mental side of sports. Sports. What happened to it? The past week, where did it go? Well, needless to say, life has changed since I was last here one week ago. Our show is live every Sunday in Kansas City from 6 to 7. Our shows are rebroadcast around the country on a number of stations as our show is being syndicated and trying to get the word out about what we talk about here. What a difference a day makes. Remember that saying? Well, what a difference a week makes. A week ago, we were getting ready for college basketball's big tournament. Tournaments, I should say, since there are a number of them. The world in sports was active and busy. Spring training was going on. The NHL, the MLS, the NBA were all playing. And today... Nothing, with the exception of NASCAR racing without fans and UFC fighting without fans. I don't know of any other sports that are going on. Life has changed, and it will be different for a while. So today's show is going to be a different kind of show than I've ever done before. In my 29 years of radio, the last 19 years of sports radio at 10 WHB, I have never talked about life without sports. But now we have it. So I want to get into this today. How are you handling it? The station I'm on, Sports Radio 10 WHB, is a sports talk station. So how are you going to talk about sports when it's not going on? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Everything stopped. And we're just not talking about professional sports, college sports, high school sports, but youth sports. I see young athletes in my office. I had a Young girl in my office yesterday is a gymnast. Her gym is closed. They can't go practice. They had a big meet coming up during a couple weeks. It's been canceled. Had high school athletes in this week. Their state tournaments have been canceled. Their practices have been canceled. School has been canceled. This is an unprecedented time, something we've never, ever had before. The Boston Marathon's been postponed. The Masters has been postponed. And I'm sure the Kentucky Derby will probably be next. Life in our country is different now. And it will be for a while. Hopefully things will get back to normal. But we don't know. The unknown is where we're in. So I want to talk with you today. And I want to get calls in here today. I want to hear from you. How are you handling this? You know, this is a sports psychology show, but let's just talk about how you're doing. This is a very scary time for a lot of people. I'm 65 years old. I'm in that group 
that you need to be careful about. I'm healthy. I have some diseases that are from my genetics. My sons have said, Dad, you got to be careful. I work out every day, take care of myself. I'm in good shape. But I'm 65. Should I be worried? My sons are worried for me, so I'm glad they care enough about me that they have told me that. But what about you? How are you dealing with this? I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a sports fan, what are you doing? How are you getting by? If you're an athlete and you can't go to practice, you're a high school athlete, you're a young athlete, you're a college athlete, you're a pro athlete maybe. You can't practice. What are you going to do? How are you going to get by with this? How are you going to handle this psychologically, emotionally? Do you turn to spirituality? Do you turn internally? Do you turn to faith? What are you going to do to help you get through this? It's an unprecedented time, as I said, in our country. You know, one week ago, we were getting excited for the NCAA tournaments. And now they're done. They're not happening. You're looking forward to your state tournaments in high school in basketball or wrestling or whatever it might have been. Although most wrestling tournaments are over, but some are still going on. How are you going to handle that? For many people, their dreams have vanished. So to me, this is a time where we have to internally look at ourselves and ask ourselves, how am I going to cope? In essence, a lot of us are going to be in isolation now because of this virus. We have to self-isolate, self-quarantine. A lot of people have to be alone. So what are you going to do if you're and if you're home? And let's say you're you don't have the virus, you're not sick or anything, but your family's at home. What are you going to do? To me, this is the time to spend together as a family, as a group when you're in your house. Get to know each other, talk about things, talk about emotions, talk about feelings, discuss things. You know, as a psychologist, I encourage people to talk about their feelings, to express their feelings, to talk about it, what they think about things. How do they feel about things, which a lot of people don't like to do. They don't like to talk about how they feel. No, I don't want to discuss that. Nobody, not, nobody's going to know what's going on inside me. Well, maybe now's the time you need to do that. You know, the Olympics are in question in Tokyo later this summer. As of today, they are still on. The Tokyo Olympic Committee today stated, as of today, that the Olympics are still going on. I know of a couple of Olympic athletes who've told me, I don't know if I'm going to go if I make the team in my sport. I'm not sure I want to go. There's a lot of fear out there. So if you are an athlete, if you're a coach, if you play in a sports team, I'd like to hear from you. Hear from you. How are you dealing with this now? What are you going to do to get by? You can still do things on your own. You can still train on your own. You can still practice on your own. Obviously, you need to be careful about contact with other people. I had a high school baseball player in yesterday in my office. His team was supposed to go to South Carolina to play. Trip canceled. Had a college basketball player. She was scared to even leave her house. We did our session on the phone. She said, Dr. Jacobs, I'm just scared. I want to go train, but I can't go train because the gym's closed. 
Well, I said, you've got to go in your driveway. You and your sister can play there. This is a time to spend on your own now. It's time you got to spend internally. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. Life is different today than it was a week ago. So I'd like to find out from you what you're doing differently. If you are a coach, what did you tell your team? How did you explain to them what you're going to do? What if, what if you're about to play in state basketball playoffs? The dream of so many kids. And poof, it's canceled. Sorry, done. It's your senior year. It's your last year of playing sports in high school or in college. Your season's over. Psychologically, how are you going to deal with that? You know, we have to accept a lot of things in life that we don't like. Sports is such an ingrained part of who we are. Obviously, this is a sports talk station where our show is hosted. Sports is, is, is a main part of my life as a fan, as a participant. So now you've got to find other things to do. Obviously, everything ends, things change, and I'm sure this will change in time. Nobody knows, though. We don't know how long this is going to last. You know, Major League Baseball has delayed the start of the season for two weeks. Based on what's going on here, I find that hardly likely. I, I just don't see that happening. Maybe it will. Maybe mid-April they'll start. The MLS, no soccer games, no basketball games, no hockey games, no crowds, don't be around people. So I'd like to hear from you. How are you going to get by without sports? What is your life going to be like without sports? If you depend on it, watching it, participating in it, cheering your team on, what are you going to do? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priorities to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines 
but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour on our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week, Sunday mornings in Kansas City, talking about sports psychology. Our show is rebroadcast around the country throughout the next week. And in my 29 years of radio, I've never, ever had a show like this. A show where we're talking about life without sports. I've never experienced this. No sports. I mean, 9-11, we stopped for a short period of time, but it started right back up again. Everything's canceled. Everything's delayed right now. So how are you handling it? I want to hear from you if you're an athlete, if you're a coach, if you're a fan. How are you going to get by? When there's no, I don't know what's on TV, reruns. I know NASCAR's going to have a couple races without fans. UFC's got some fights without fans. But nothing else that I'm aware of. No basketball, no soccer, no hockey. So what are you going to do? And like I said earlier, it's just not the pro and college level. It's all the way down to youth sports. 
Young athletes can't go to their gyms to practice. Their gyms are closed. The pools are closed. The, the health clubs are closed. So what are you going to do? So we have our first car this morning. Let's see what Tavia has to say. Tavia, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How old are you, Tavia? I'm 11. 11? Well, thank yeah. you for calling up. You're welcome. Why? Tell me what, what you would like to talk about, young lady. To talk about what life would be like without sports. Do you do you play a sport? Compete? Yes. What do you do? I do gymnastics. Gymnastics, and so you are at a what a, a club gym? Do you have a gym you work at it with your team? Yeah. Okay. Is the is the gym closed now? Yeah, and it's kind of hard not going to the gym because I go six days a week and twenty three hours. Twenty three hours. And you're 11. Yeah. Wow. Well, gymnasts have to train a lot if you're going to get better. Yeah. So, so when did when did uh, your coaches tell you they closed the gym? Or is it closed just for the time being, or you don't know how long? Um, we don't know how long yet, but they closed it on Friday. So today's Sunday, just a couple days ago. Okay, and I know with gymnastics, you have a big state meet coming up later this month. Has that been canceled, too? Yeah, all gymnastics meets for March have been completely canceled. Wow. So when you found this out, Tavia, how did you how did you feel about it? Who told you? How did you find this out? Um, my coach told me, and I was a little disappointed because I was very excited for state. Well, I'm sorry that's not going to happen, but I'm sure eventually the gym will open back up again and you'll get to go back in there. But So when she told you that, were, were people crying? Were they angry? I mean, how, how did you react to that? Well, I was just sad that James said, or my coach said that there might still be a chance that they could reschedule it. So. Okay, so you train, you said six days a week, 23 hours during the week. That's like an, almost an, an entire day of the week you're in the gym. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do now? I'll bet you're driving your parents crazy being at home, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've just been doing... Um, gymnastics in the basement and working out in the basement. Okay, well that's good. That's a healthy thing to do. What what has have your parents said to you about the fact you can't go? What have they said to you about it? Um, they just said it's okay at least. So I qualified on my last meet, and they said it's okay, and you did a very good job, and there's still a chance that you could have a meet this year. Well. So gymnastics, this is March. Gymnastics, the club stuff stops in, what, May, right? Pretty much that's when the season ends? Um, yeah. Okay, so you've got a couple months left. But you can still train at home. You can still do your things to keep yourself busy. What are some other things, Tavia, you're going to do when you're not, not in the gym now? What will be some things you'll do at home to keep yourself busy? Um, I'll probably bounce on my trampoline or play outside. Okay. Do you like to read? Um, yeah. I like to read short books. Short books. Okay, so maybe you do some reading. Watch TV and do some stuff like that. So you're going to try and keep yourself yeah. busy. And I guess it's the most important thing that you talk with your mom and dad about things to do to keep yourself active, okay? And okay. do you know what visualization is? Yes. Where, where you picture yourself doing your events. So one thing I always tell athletes that I work with them when they're injured or coming back or they're hurt is to spend some time visualizing themselves in their events. So spend some time every day sort of imagining each of your events, all four of your events. 
okay, okay. floor, vault, beam, and bars. Spend some time, see, you know, just in your mind seeing yourself do that. And I'll bet that's going to help you when you come back. Because then when you come back, you'll, you'll have been doing it in your mind. You'll be ready to go. Yep. Okay. Well, listen, Tavia, thank you so much, young lady, for calling my show this morning. I really appreciate it. You take care of yourself. And it sounds like you've got a pretty positive attitude. And you just enjoy yourself and take care. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there we go. Our first caller of the day, a young girl who's 11 years old, who's a gymnast, who can't compete, can't train. So she's doing stuff at home. So I'd like to hear from you. If you're, if you're a coach, how are you handling this? you got practices. you got all these things going on. You can't, pre- you can't be with your team. If you're an athlete like Tavia, you can't practice. What are you going to do? And if you're a fan, if you're a sports fan, there's no live sports. Nothing to watch. You just watch reruns. Here we're in Kansas City. I'm sure there are people watching reruns of the Super Bowl. They'll watch the Chiefs season all over again. How will you get by? Blake, what are you going to do? I mean, you're live sports. How are you going to handle this? It's funny. We were down at the Big 12 tournament this weekend, and once everybody started the news frenzy that was cancellation after cancellation after cancellation I hadn't even thought about how it was going to affect our jobs until I realized well March Madness is cancelled, Big 12 tournaments cancelled NBA is cancelled these are all the things that we talk about every day so it really didn't hit me until until probably Thursday morning when I woke up and that was supposed to be my, my big day for Big 12 and I didn't have anything to do and that's when it all really hit me. I mean, I've never witnessed anything like this in sports. I've never witnessed anything like this since I've been alive, where just everything was so at a standstill. Well, when 9-11 happened, it happened, yes. brief, it happened briefly. Yes. Briefly. I was in for first a grade. Weeks. Well, So that was, I mean, I, I remember it, though. I do remember that. It was a couple weeks, but then things came back. Yeah. But now, we don't know when it's going to come back. We don't know when anything's going to come back. And so it's 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 an unknown time, and I know several people have said, "Doc, I'm scared. I I, I don't know if, when I'll be able. You know, when am I going to be able to renew my my career?" This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio. Hey, Grandma, what's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? 
I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project, so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this, or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811 brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. If you suffer from COPD symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, where do you turn? There are medications and oxygen, but do you know about pulmonary rehab? Three out of five COPD patients have never heard of it. Pulmonary rehab is an exercise, education, and support program that gives you tools to manage your condition, and Medicare typically pays for it. So whether it's grocery shopping on your own or just walking across the room, pulmonary rehab can help you. Visit livebetter.org to find out about your options for pulmonary rehab today. Here's farmer and landowner John Prue. We purchased the land about three years ago, and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was, so we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. From our flagship station, Sports Radio, 810 WHB in Kansas City. And as I've said, today's show in my 29 years of radio is the first time I've ever done this show. Never did I ever think I would. What are, how are we going to deal with life without sports? There are no sports. There's nothing going on. With the exception of NASCAR and UFC having some competition without fans, sports is canceled. It's on hiatus. Professional sports, college, high school, youth sports. We had a we had an eleven year old gymnast just call the show. This young girl calls the show and she can't go to the gym anymore. Six days a week, twenty three hours a 
during the week. She trains. She can't go to the gym. She can't train. She's got to train at home. Her competitions have been canceled. So how are you coping with this? As a sports fan, how are you doing? As a competitor, as an athlete, as a coach, maybe you work in the sports industry. Maybe you get your money from selling concessions at the games. Give me a call. How are you coping? How are you handling it? Let's figure out how we can get through this. Because, you know, we all have to get through this together. We've got to deal with it on our own. We've got to get through it together. Supporting each other is important. Let's go to the phones. Let's see what Joanne has to say. Well, we've got two women calling the show today. That's interesting. Joanne, how are you? I'm okay, but I have a question for you that's been on, my, on our minds. We're big basketball fans. We live in Chicago. Oh, wow, and, calling from Chicago. Okay, thank you. Yes, and but I have a question pertaining to this. Some of the athletes have given money, given part of their salary to pay for the janitors and all the staff on their teams, but there are so many out there that haven't given anything, and I've been reading about how food pantries are going bare in communities. What do you think is the responsibility of these professional athletes whose teams are on hiatus? possibly give a portion of their salaries to their communities what's your thought on that well that's that's an interesting question you know um that's really an individual thing i mean you can't force these people to do that obviously and you know we hear about huge salaries that athletes make and let's face it a lot of athletes make a lot of money but a lot of athletes don't professional athletes all you know they do have probably make more money than the average person but, yes, I've heard that. I know Zion Williamson, I just read, is giving a lot of money to people down with, right. in New Orleans. And a lot of athletes, you're, you're hearing this. Rudy Gobert just donated $500,000, the, the first NBA player diagnosed with coronavirus. So I, I think you're going to – and Steph Curry, I saw, is doing some things that he and his wife. So I think you're going to see more of this, Joanne, because I think – I know working with so many professional athletes, they're, they're good people. They're not any different than you and me. I mean, they've got families. They care about their, you know, their families. Obviously, first and foremost, they got to take care of themselves. I think you're going to see more of this, depending on how long this goes on, because we're going to hear stories about people who are struggling. And I think most, you know, most professional athletes, almost all, it's not everyone, really care about people. I know the athletes that I work with, I've worked with throughout my 39 years of work, have done many, many charitable things that. You know, they don't want people to know about. I know that for years I worked with the Chiefs kicker, Nick Lowry, and he had all kinds of things that he did. There were all kinds of things he did. He went to hospitals on the Chiefs off days and visited kids. He didn't want anybody to know about it. He would go to Children's Mercy Hospital here in Kansas City and bring stuff for kids. Unannounced, just show up. And a lot of these guys do that. They don't want the publicity for it. So I think a lot of guys and and women are doing things we probably don't know about. But what are your thoughts on that? What do you think as a, as a fan? Well, because the entertainment that they provide right now is gone. So they get their salaries. They're so high because we watch them and we go to the games and and the advertising pays for them because we're watching them. But now we can't watch them. But they're still getting paid. So well, actually, actually, my- hold on there. You're not totally correct on that because I believe... 
baseball players do not get do not start getting paid right. till the season starts. So, right, but the basketball still. But what about basketball? Because it got canceled. Well, Aren't basketball, they, they, hockey, yeah. and soccer are, going, are obviously going on. Right. But, you know, of course. Well, I hope they. I hope they follow suit with the other players. You make yeah, but you make good points. Uh, this is a hard time. It's unprecedented. Do you are you married? Yes, I am. Is your husband a basketball fan? Yes, he is. And how's he coping right now? Not well. <laughs> he doesn't know what to watch on TV. He's a basketball fan, and he's a big golf fan. And well, he, the Masters just got postponed. Yeah, and he was supposed to go, so he's not a happy camper right now. Well, wow, so he's dealing with it not just as a just as a fan, but as somebody who's going to be, be able to be there. So, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's a difficult time. It's going to be interesting to see how this moves on. Listen, thanks for listening to Chicago. I very much appreciate that. Keep listening. Okay, tell your, tell you. your friends about the show because uh, we're will. trying to expand it. Thank you so much, Dr. Okay, thank, thank you for calling. Job. Okay, bye. bye-bye. All right, so there, there you go. Our show is listened to around the country. And people are, people are that, was, that was an interesting call. How about the people that work in sports that don't make any money, how are they going to get by? How many athletes will help them out? I think you're going to hear a lot more about that because I think most at professional athletes especially do really care about the people that work at the stadium and the people are involved. I mean, it's not their responsibility. Their responsibility is to take care of themselves and do their job, but I think you're going to hear more of this. All right, I'd like to hear from you. If you're, if you're a, we've had two great calls this morning. If you are a fan, if you are a participant, and you can't watch it and you can't play, what are you going to do now? You're stuck at home. You're scared to go out and be around people. How are you going to get by? Like I said earlier, this is a time to spend looking at yourself, asking yourself, where am I? What's going on with me? How am I going to get through this? Stress and pressure in life, it's, it's part of life. We have to deal with it every day. Obviously, sports, especially college and professional sports, is entertainment for most of us. It's excitement. It's It's a way to escape the stressors in our lives. Well, now those stressors have been exponentially exacerbated because now we don't have those things to turn to. Because now we've got to look at other things. Are you going to spend more time reading? Are you going to spend more time binging on Netflix? What are you going to do? Spending time with close friends, assuming you can be around anybody. What will you do? How will you cope? And, you know, our first caller today, Tavia is an 11-year-old gymnast. She can't go to the gym. 23 hours a week, she said, six days a week. But she's going to do stuff, you know, practice in her basement. Keep her skills as much up-to-date as she can. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. Life without sports, as a fan, as a participant, as your work. How are you going to get by? Give me a call and let's talk. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. 
I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports, but today we're talking about a little bit different topic, the mental side of life without sports. 29 years on the radio, I've never, ever talked about this. How are you going to move on right now without sports. There's no live sports on TV. And like I said earlier, this isn't just professional and collegiate. This goes down to, to kids' sports. We had a young lady call the show, 11-year-old gymnast called the show earlier. Her gym is closed down. They can't practice. They had some meets coming up. They're canceled. 
She's got to practice in the basement. She said she practices 23 hours a week, six days a week. Because that's what gymnasts and figure skaters have to do. No competitions, no practices. How are you handling it? If you're a coach, what are you going to do? If you're, if you're an athlete, how are you going to train? How are you going to stay in shape? And if you're a fan, how are you going to get by? And, and if you're in the sports industry, it's not just what you do. Your livelihood is at stake here. Let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. Hey, thank you. First time listener. Uh, I'm a father of two kids. I'm uh, on my road to pick up my son from college. He just got told to leave his dorm. So uh, you mentioned earlier watching reruns, uh, watching, you know, Super Bowl reruns. I got to say, I love watching sports history on YouTube. There is so much on YouTube. You can go back, you can watch, you know, complete Super Bowls from 25 years ago. I've had many, many really meaningful bonding moments with my kids. Um, my kids aren't even that sports oriented, but there are so many great moments in sports history that can just come alive when you can just when you can watch the event on YouTube. It's, you know, my for example, I have a daughter who she's not interested in boxing at all, but I told her all about, you know, the all the social aspects of the first Ali-George Foreman fight, and we spent, you know, hours talking about that and watching all the hype in the bout on YouTube. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people home are going to be, like, streaming, you know, like you said, watching TV, you know, watching you know, whatever they can stream, and if there's no sports on, it's a great time to just dig into some great moments in sports history. Um, you know, tell your kids about the miracle on ice. Go back and watch some NBA games, you know, that are 25 years ago. Guys playing in pro kids and shorts that only came down, you know, mid-thigh. It, it'll be a blast to expose your kids you know, just some great sports moments that happened before they were alive. So, so you're, so you've, you've got, you've got a great, you've got a great plan here, Tim. I think that's a, a great advice for a lot of people. A lot of people can do that because let's face it, there are going to be a lot of people who are really going to be missing that excitement that they get from this. And what you just said is a great way for people to do that. And 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 also what I'm here's what I'm picking up from you. It's a really good time for you to bond with your kids. You know, so many people today were, you know, weren't even born when the Miracle on Ice happened. And you know, that was what forty, if, if I believe, forty years ago, right? Isn't that that correct? Exactly. So they have no idea what the Cold War was or what the Olympics were like back when we were sending amateur athletes to the Olympics. Um, I think if you, you know, if you just immerse yourself in some historical moments like that it makes watching sports in the present day even more meaningful. So it's going to help you get by. Where, where's your, uh, you said you're picking your son up? My son goes to a small school outside Philadelphia. I'm, uh, I'm driving through northern Jersey on my way to get him. 
Wow, so you're listening there. Okay, well, thank you for listening to the show, sir. I appreciate that. You uh, you listened before? I'm first-time listener. I'll be tuning in again. I appreciate your perspective. Well, thank you very much, sir. Listen, will you be safe on the roads and take care of your son and spend some time as a family because that's what this is about? Absolutely. Have a, have a good day. Thank you, too. Thanks for calling. Take care. All right, there we go. That that just goes to show you how much this show is is now being listened to around the country. We've got a call from Chicago, a call from there in New Jersey. And I think his perspective is right. You know what? It's it is a great opportunity to spend some time with your kids watching sports history. You know, look, this this is a scary time. It's a, we have never been through this before. And we don't know what's going to happen. We do not know how this is going to end. We don't know if how much worse it's going to get. You know, the doctors on TV every day keep saying this is going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Well, do they know that for sure? No. Do they suspect it? Yes. Are they right? Probably. Maybe not. But what it comes down to is you got to take care of yourself. you got to take care of your family. And you got to be smart. You know, don't don't do things you shouldn't be doing. But spend time now thinking about yourself. Where am I going? What are my goals? What's my direction? Where's my life going? Who am I? You know, this is a good time to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm 65 years old. Like I said, I've been in practice for 39 years. I hope to be doing this for another 20 years. I'd like to work to my mid 80s. Hopefully I'll stay healthy enough to do that. That's my goal. I love doing this show. I hope I'm on the air. I've been on the air for 29 years. My goal is to be on the air 50 years. I would love to be able to do radio for 50 years. Blake, you think I can handle that? Think I can make it to 50? The heck, I think you can make it to 60. Oh, 60, that would put me at uh, 30, 96 years old. I don't know about that. but uh, I don't know. You yeah, got the long like this at that point. <laughs> Get well, your dentures out of your glass. But yeah. no, I just wanted to touch on something real quick. You said this was a great time to kind of, sports brings you together with your family. I think that gentleman hit the nail on the head. It is a time that you guys can go out now that sports is not on TV. To part- especially with summer coming up, to participate in sports outside. Get your kids into something with the family. Go play some wiffle ball in the yard. Go to the park. Go on a run. You know, get outside and in- still still enjoy what sports brings actively. Well, and then you're 100% correct. What the thing is, you got to be careful and smart about you know, interacting with other people and all that right now. But it is a good time, assuming you're healthy and every, you're, you, know, you don't have the virus, you're not infected. To, to spend some time with your family. And and like I said, I, I think it's a great opportunity. You know, we're, we're, we're such a social society. We're so in what's everybody else doing. We're, you know, with the Internet. Of course, one of the great things we have now is the Internet because, gosh, we didn't have the Internet and YouTube and Netflix and all that. Where would we be? How would people get by with that? People would really be having a tr- trouble. At least they've got the outlets. But I think, like I said, as someone who works with people and, and, and talks to people every day, I see clients seven days a week, oftentimes on Sundays. To me, this is a good time to spend with, within yourself. And think about, 
you know, where am I going? What are my goals? What do I want to accomplish? And, you know, our, our last caller, Tim, called from New Jersey, going to pick his son up at school. He spends time with his kids watching YouTube videos of sports. It's a good time to spend quality time with the people you love. And I think this might give us an opportunity to really ask us, ask yourself, who am I and where am I going? To me, this is a great opportunity for that. It's a sad way to have to do it. And it's a scary time. But life without sports is where we're at right now. And like I said earlier in the show, it affects all of us. We had an 11-year-old gymnast call the show early on. She can't go to practice. Her gym is closed. Her competitions have been canceled. We had a caller from Chicago who's concerned about all the people that work in the sports world. Not just the athletes, but the, the, the concession stand people, the drivers. Everybody. I mean, so many people are affected by this. And then our last caller, Tim, mentioned spending time with his kids watching old videos on YouTube of great sporting events. Spending some time bonding with his kids. So the, here is what it comes down to, in my opinion. How can you take this situation and learn from it and grow from it? How can you make the best of it? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. Hope you enjoy the show. As I said, this is a show I've never done before. You know, we talk about confidence, talk about focus, talk about team building. This is different. So I'd like to get your feedback. Send me an email at my website, winnersunlimited.com. The email address is drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can follow me on Twitter at drj sports psych, at drj s-p-r-t-p-s-y-c-h. You can always call me at my office, 816-561-5556. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB and on my website and on SoundCloud. Encourage people to join and listen in. Really appreciate the calls today. Listen, stay well, stay safe, be smart, and take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When Dad injured his back... When your basketball star tore his ACL, opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. 
But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station.